This is the Block Party on Minecraft podcast, episode 52. We're your host, Bearded Sloth. And Little C. Today, we have a bright show for y'all. We are recording this live with listener participation via Discord chat. That's right. Today's show will include lighting in Minecraft, the past week in Minecraft, and our favorite part, listener questions. What? Oh, but it's spelled like what? Like Check out wattage. all the ways to listen, Minecraft add-on packs, our past episodes, and how you can support us directly at theblockparty.webador.com. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Did you like my what joke? No. No, not I at all? I didn't like it at all. I threw you off track. I know that. Very confused. It was bright. I'm ha. very bright. Ha. How many lighting jokes can we do? Uh, I don't even want to know. We're talking lighting in Minecraft today. We started out the conversation on Discord with our listeners to kind of get their brains lit up. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a long show. So we asked them, do you have Twitch spam everywhere? Is the new zero light level mob spawning better or worse? What are the creative ways you use to light up your builds? What are your opinions on the different types of light? Example, frog lights, sea lanterns, lanterns, glowstone, etc. Anything and everything Minecraft lighting related goes. Yeah, and we got quite a few responses here. We're going to go ahead and start off with dragon shoes. I always cover my light sources. Half slabs, trapdoors, carpets, and moss are everywhere in my builds. Unless the light source is part of the build, like a chandelier, I like it hidden. I also really like the new mob spawning rules. It makes it easier for me to hide all my light sources and still mob proof my house since you don't need as much of it. Yellow frog light is my new favorite light block, especially with a semi-transparent trap door over it like mangrove wood. It's such a soft, warm color that fits my build style much better than glowstone or sea lanterns. Also, never use a torch in your base where you could use a candle. All right, Dragon Shoes, I hear you. I have no idea what you're talking about when it comes to warmth and lighting and building. And and why not just use a torch? I use a torch over a candle every time because I like the look of a torch better. Yeah, but now we do have candles. Yeah, I use torches. What do you think about hiding the lights, like I you said? I do it most of the... Actually, well, I like to hide lighting underneath moss and stuff or behind whatever. However you can hide it, like under leaves. But most of the time, I end up just having, like, sea lantern spam instead of torch spam. Yeah, and she brought up a really good point with you need less lighting now to still mob-proof your builds. Which I find it hard to believe that that's a real thing because I still get tons of mob spawns even when it's semi-lit up. Really? Yeah. Is that outside though? It might be, yeah. Yeah, that's the difference. See, you still can have stuff spawn in the same light level as before in the overworld, open air basically, open to the sky. But anything underground or anything like that has to be light level zero. I didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely. Our next comment here comes from U.S. Roadhog. Little C's voice was lighter in episode one than today. Ah, yeah. ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Yes, True. yes, we did. Our last episode, we were gone last week. Glad to be back here. Yeah, I am too, but I like the clip show. It was funny. The clip show was fun, and we started off with Little C introducing episode one. Yeah, that was fun. It's such bad quality, too, the audio quality. Yeah, our audio quality, I'd say about, I was playing around with, like, post-production stuff there for a while and, like, 
episode 20 somethings. But since then, episode 30 on, I really feel our audio quality has increased tenfold, really. I hope you guys are enjoying it. We really want to put our time and effort into this to bring you the best show we can. All right, our last comment here comes from Alex. I adore the new lighting mechanics. Really lets us make moody and interesting atmosphere for builds while not risking the build itself to creepers. I adore the new frog lights for the variety as they go well as soft hidden lighting, paper lanterns, etc. But generally, my favorite has to be lanterns or campfires purely for being nostalgic for me as the first update I got to see happening in the extreme variety one gets. Lighting is awesome to work with regardless of blocks. Now, she brought up a good point here too with the moody and atmosphere and all this stuff that I don't totally relate to. I'm not that builder creative type minded. So some of those words don't necessarily play into it when I think of lighting. I truly use lighting mostly just for mob proofing. What about you, Little C? So I definitely understand it because atmosphere and builds, I try to get it to be the nicest atmosphere I can just to make it feel nicer when you're walking through it. Because a lot of people do builds that are really big and like look cool from far away. And those are cool builds for when you're like flying over, but I prefer builds like what I do, where you're just kind of walking on the ground through it and it feels like you're in a whole nother like biome or like game even sometimes. Yeah, I can understand that. Kind of the darkness and the deep dark now. That Yeah, that, no, that's just scary. That is terrifying. All right, kind of my thoughts on this whole thing. Thank you for the comments on Discord. We really appreciate that. Helps us do the show and we really like talking about what you want to talk about. I am totally a torch spam kind of guy. I just put torches everywhere, all over the place. I do like the idea of hiding the lighting, but it just doesn't seem to bother me too much to have the torches everywhere. With that said, if I do focus on hiding the lighting, it becomes its own fun challenge. I will really think it through. You know, I, I tend to use like lanterns a little bit, and that's kind of my way of... Still making it visually appealing, I guess, but not necessarily having to light hide it all the time. I think that, yes, Torch Spam is great for, like, functional areas of your world, but I don't even use Torch Spam, especially later in game. I'll either use sea lanterns, like, in the ground, like, in a grid pattern. I think that looks cool, or just placing lanterns everywhere, like I spam torches, but I use lanterns instead, because I think that's just funny. I, I gotcha. Yeah, it is funny. I know there for a while, you were using all kinds of stuff to light up things, and you'd use, like, um, what were the ocean ones? Sea lanterns. Sea lanterns. Yeah. Yeah, I use those a lot, but, yeah, I like to hide my light when I'm doing builds. But a lot of times for pathways, I've noticed when I'm making a cobblestone gradient with like mossy cobblestone, stone, and a lot of that kind of stuff, I will use glow lichen with it, and it doesn't really produce light. It's not like, a, I don't even think it's mob proofing, but it just adds a slight glow to the pathway, and it really adds to the atmosphere. You can also add that into like custom trees and stuff on the bottom, and it makes it just slightly glow at night. And it's pretty unnoticeable, but it really helps a lot. Speaking of that, I like to put it and this is what i think i'm going to do on that skyscraper i built recently i'm going to put the glow lichen on the top of it and it does give off like i want to say don't quote me on here but like a light level of like two or three so it's enough to mob proof a couple blocks out i don't really like it for lighting purposes because it doesn't light enough but it really just adds atmosphere to it 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of gives it that glow feel. But it's also very annoying in caves when you see it and you're like, oh, look, diamonds. Oh, it's just stupid glow lichen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It kind of can throw you off a little bit. I'm still getting used to it even being there. Honestly, caves and cliffs, I'm still terrified of everything going on with it. The caves are way too big. I haven't done all that much exploring, honestly. All right, little C, this is a great topic. It's really lit li- up. It's lighting up my. Hold on. I need to come up with a joke here. Jeopardy theme starts to play. And fail joke. All right, we'll move on from this. We'll get on to the past week in Minecraft. Yay. This is the past week in Minecraft. All info from Minecraft.net. Yeah, we had a few updates this week, Little C. Are you excited to hear them? Yay. Woo. Can't you hear my excitement? We have a big one. An official release, actually. Ooh, this is exciting. Yes, it came out Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. That was Minecraft 1.19.20. And that is for Bedrock. New features added the updated Create New World screen on Nintendo Switch. Changes added support for middle mouse click on iOS. Zombies now have a 10% chance to be able to break doors on hard difficulty. Now, this one kind of threw me off. They already could break doors, but I don't know what the chances were before. But now it's 10%, which seems kind of low to me. That I feel like every time they're up at a door, they break it every time I see them. But that might just be on hardcore. I'm not sure. Yeah, I do believe it's only on hard mode. So I don't know if we went from 100% being able to break it if they focused on it to 10% or what. But that is a change. Implemented new marketplace error screen art and messaging. Timeout when connecting to a multiplayer game has been reduced from 180 to 90 seconds. That's interesting change. Yeah, sometimes you have trouble getting in, but you don't have to wait as long to find out if you're going to be able to join or not. That It's definitely, I think that's helpful, but it also, I think it lowers the chance of, like, sometimes when you you log in right then, your internet's out, but then it comes right back, and then you have to go back in. That is true, too. Uh, some of the people with the lower-end devices or lower internet speeds and things like that, that might be a little troublesome. D-pad left can now be held down again to move the cursor left in menus. So you don't have to press it every single time. That would be annoying. Instantaneous effects, potions, tipped arrows, can no longer be applied to dead mobs and players. That's odd. You could apply that to a dead player. How does that make sense? Maybe when they respawned? I don't know. That seems like a bug. Yep. So below, music track now plays in Basalt Deltas. Redesign the menu toggle switches to make it easier to distinguish between the on and off state. Now there is a known issue in this update. Due to an unexpected crashing issue, we have had to temporarily revert the fix MCPE105487, which can cause textures to turn pink after playing for long periods of time on a server. This means that this bug may continue to occur until we have a solution. Thank you for your patience while we continue to work on this important issue. We hope to have it finally fixed as soon as possible. Yeah, we talked about this before that they fixed the issue, but apparently it was causing crashes after they fixed it. So they had to revert back. There were some fixes in this update. Performance stability ones. 
The game no longer crashes when browsing the marketplace. Fix to crash related to spawn eggs. Prevent client slash server portal travel desync on low render distance settings. That might have been affecting us a little bit in Jericho. Fix potential crash when returning to the overworld from the nether or the end. The game no longer crashes when entering coin starter bundle screen. Fixed bugs where client state can get out of sync with server if using an item is canceled or failed. Improve the performance of the locate biome command to mitigate stalls on the server while searching for a biome that is far away. Fixed to crash that could occur when connected devices like gamepads were missing. Fixed to crash that was caused by a villager changing its profession while trading. The trade screen will now close if the villager changes professions mid-trade. Fixed to crash that could occur when pistons were extending or retracting near movable blocks and arrows. Fixed to crash when exploring multiple categories in Marketplace on Xbox and PlayStation. Fixed to crash that could occur when teleporting and killing an entity in the same tick. That's a lot of crash fixes. That is a lot of crashes. But it is interesting to see some of this stuff and really find out what they're actually fixing. And if we've been having a problem, maybe in-game, on Jericho, or any other place you've been playing, and you're just like, I wonder if this is supposed to be this way or not. Well, this tells you, no, it wasn't. I just find it funny. How, how did they, like, how did these bugs come about? Well, and that's the nice thing. When you open it up to the community to report these bugs and stuff, it helps a lot. And then if a lot of people upvote a certain bug, then they see it quicker or they pay attention to it more. And you have how many people playing Minecraft all the time. I know I'm one. I know I am. And I would hope most of our listeners are playing. I would hope so. And if you're not, you need to be. There were some gameplay things here. The Wandering Trader's spawning now matches Java Edition, and it will no longer spawn in water, lava, or underground. I am so happy about this one. The Wandering Trader not spawning underground, not spawning in the middle of an ocean, you know, all that stuff. How many times do we come across the Wandering Trader in the most random of places? Not gonna lie, I'm kinda gonna miss that. Now they're just gonna be on your roof all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They'll just be on the roof more. That's how it is in Java Edition, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. All right. They fixed a bug where bows could fail to shoot an arrow the first time they were used. This also affected crossbows and with throwing tridents. I don't know if I ever ran into that. Have you, Little C? Mm, I, no, I don't use crossbows. Oh, any, any bow for that matter. Any trouble with the arrows shooting I the first time? don't. I don't even use a bow that much on Bedrock. I don't know if I've even I would even notice it because I was so used to like laggy play before. And yeah, stuff. I'm just used to having lag. So you lag. just kind of go with the flow with that kind of stuff. Fixed a bug that caused the new wild update music to not play in the wild update biomes when in creative mode. Fixed an issue that prevented fisherman villagers from offering to buy boats at max level. The secret door that leads to the redstone room in the center of an ancient city now opens and closes properly. Lobin. Wait, there's a secret door in an ancient city? Uh, yes, there is. Wait, what? Yeah, kind of like the jungle temple. You know how you have a little thing there? Yeah. There is a secret door. No. Now you got to go exploring, right, little C? No, I'm still too scared. I'm scared. Lava and buckets will no longer disappear when failing to be placed or dispensed into partial blocks. 
fixed an issue where enchantments on ranged weapons on mobs were not being applied. Fixed volume level of amethyst step chime sound when walked on by a mob. Fixed an issue where some items with durability would fail to be created from the creative inventory. Ancient cities have more frequent skulk patch generation. Player no longer takes damage from entering another portal if it is placed at Y equals negative 21 or below. Fix an issue where scores on scoreboards were not being ordered properly. Fix a bug where fishing hooks would drop loot when killed with the slash kill command. Player's soul speed is now properly activated and deactivated on Soul Sand. I know we ran into this with some of our players on Jericho before. It's been a while since I've heard about it, but apparently it was still a problem and they fixed it. Apparently. Apparently. Fixed a bug causing health boost to display incorrect health values, causing the player to turn invisible and unable to interact with the world on dying. When trading, the villager plays the correct sound based on the item in the input slot. Skulls in ancient cities now better match the orientation they have in Java Edition. Yay, parody fixes. Woohoo! Enable event filters in the root definition to be evaluated independent of sequence or randomized when a format version of 1.19.20 or higher is specified. Fixed issue with health boost, extra life, not stain. All right, now on to the mob stuff here. Polar bears no longer panic when attacked. Wait, what? Okay, so like when you punch a cow. Oh, they and like it run goes away running. And that's called panic. Oh, but they're just gonna go straight into eating your head off. Yeah, more than likely, I think that's what's gonna happen in real life. I don't know. Polar bears are awesome. No, you just walk up to them, give them a Coca-Cola. They're chill. So many things wrong with that little C. What do you mean? Ah, Coca-Cola, polar bears. I don't think so. In all those commercials? I know, I know. Wait, is that real life? What, it looked real? Okay, we'll go with that. (laughs) Heard it from little C. You heard it here first, folks. You get attacked by a polar bear, just break out a Coca-Cola. Yep. Don't take our advice. Tadpoles flopping while on land now more closely match Java Edition and fishes in speed. Piglins will now stop attacking if the player puts on gold armor. That's kind of nice. So you can stop the piglin from attacking you. Just put on the gold armor real quick. Yeah, that that's actually really nice. So if you have it in your hotbar, you can just switch. Yeah, exactly. So you don't necessarily have to wear it all the time. But if you start getting an attack, throw it on real quick. That way you're still fully protected from some of the other stuff. True. Jobless zombie villagers are no longer unable to ride minecarts or boats. Ravager is now able to destroy mangrove leaves, azalea, azalea leaves, cave vines, drip leaves, spore blossoms, and hanging roots. Releasing a bucketed custom mob now spawns the correct type of mob. Fix the order in which a bucketed mob is created when released, which means any actor properties on it will load correctly. That's all like coding stuff, custom item, custom mob stuff that you can do. I'm glad anytime they fix that kind of stuff because I love working on the add-on side of things. Yeah, it's really nice like when you get like add-ons that can change small stuff. Yeah, absolutely. 
Allies can now pick up and drop items at their owner when in a boat. Ally can now always pick up drop scaffolding blocks. Ally now correctly stops dancing when music from jukebox ends. Allies now look at targets such as players. Fish do not shake anymore when placed in an isolated water block. What? They went the heck? I think that's talking about when you have like one water block and you put a fish in it. They used to kind of shake on screen. Oh, like their thing would go back, their fin or whatever would go back and forth really, really fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's what that's talking about. Fixed a bug that caused wolves to spawn red when summoned with entity born or on tame events. Fixed a bug that could cause witches to stop spawning. The witch hut structure is now set as a surface spawner for witches. Does that mean we finally fixed the witch hut problem? Probably not. Probably not. I'm yet to find one in Jericho this season. That's really annoying, especially if you're trying to make a witch farm. I have been seeing a lot more witches, though, just in general. And come to think about it, I don't think I've seen a witch before in this season. I think I did the first day in a cave, and it killed me. Okay, yeah, I I actually have seen a couple just in the past couple days I've been playing, now that I think about it, so that might have had something to do with that, too. The Ender Dragon can no longer destroy Crying Obsidian, Respawn Anchor, Light, Deny, Allow Border, and Jigsaw Blocks. Fixed a bug, causing baby mobs with the Minecraft Behavior Sleep Goal to have a shrunken hitbox. Allies and bees are now less likely to get stuck in non-full blocks. There's another good one, so you're not killing off your allies and bees accidentally. That is very good. Wardens can now detect a player sneaking on top of a skulk sensor. No! So no more sneaking across that. No. Warden can now let itself fall up to 20 blocks down instead of just three. That's not fair. They are really making them overpowered now. I'll still be able to kill them. We'll see. LAs can now pick up armor pieces with a different durability than the one they are holding. Entities that die completely now have their data removed from world file. That probably will help with my file size of the server itself, I'm guessing. Hopefully. Fix a bug which could cause mobs to not load into the world if their saved Y position was greater than or equal to 25. All right, that covers all the changes to mobs. Oh no, now we have the blocks. Blocks. You know, this is a fairly large update here. This For again, it not adding any features, it's a big update. Like, it added like one feature. Yeah, they really added a bunch and it's one of those big updates that you have to update to in order to play and probably because of how many bugs there are exactly yeah and again this is minecraft bedrock 1.19.20 the blocks here removed wood from the names of mangrove wood planks stairs and slabs Twisting vines and weeping vines with no support now pop even when the random ticking speed is set to zero. Hanging mangrove propagules no longer drop a propagule item with silk touch if not at max growth. Muddy mangrove roots can now be placed sideways. Hanging mangrove propagule no longer changes color when certain blocks are placed nearby. End portal frame block is now named in portal frame instead of in portal. 
That kind of makes sense. These are all like the, basic UI stuff and things like that. These even. are all the thing that nobody ever cared to be fixed, but they fixed it. Right, but they need to be done so they can polish the game a little bit better. I don't want it to be polished. That's the fun of Minecraft. It is full of a lot of randomness like that, isn't it? Amethyst Block has been renamed to Block of Amethyst. Well, that, who cares? Mangrove Log, Mangrove Wood, and Strip Mangrove Wood can now be used to craft a campfire with charcoal. Now that's a good thing. Yes, those are the kind of things that you need because wood is wood after all. Campfires can once again be stacked correctly. I do love the fact that you can stack campfires. What? Oh, I guess for shelves, like in houses, if you turn the campfire, the fire off and then you put food on it, it looks like a shelf. Yeah, that too. I meant in your inventory. Oh, that kind of stacking. I thought you meant placing on top of each other. Yeah, I've used it. I know the house I built, the one house I built on Jericho Season 2, I used campfires as like an overhang above windows. Where's your house on Jericho Season 3? I honestly do not have a house. Why not? I don't know. You should build one. Okay, maybe I will. All right, that was easy. Fixed a bug where pistons sometimes did not drop the piston item when broken by the arm. Sounds of the smithing table when a villager is working are now the same as sounds when the player uses the table. Bells can no longer catch on fire or be destroyed by fire. Mangrove and azalea leaves no longer prevent tree growth. All right, we're getting through this, little C. Are you still alive over there? What? I know. This was a giant update. We think of this, oh, the last update wasn't that big, but they really are taking their time to fix a lot of this stuff. And you decided to really take the time and read all of this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's important. And it's a true update. It's not just a beta or preview. I really wanted to touch on the big updates like this. Now we're moving on to skulk blocks and things that have to do with that. Do you want me to read them all? Yes. All right. If two vibrations are emitted at the same time, skulk sensors will now react to the closest one. If two vibrations are emitted at the same time and at the same distance, skulk sensors will now react to the one with the highest frequency. Skulk sensors now detect a creeper exploding with a frequency of 15. Skulk sensors now detect an end crystal exploding with frequency of 15. Fish being let out of a bucket with frequency of 12. TNT out of a dispenser, frequency of 12. Vibration particles are now always oriented towards the target skulk sensor. Skulk catalysts now play the blooming sound effect when blooming. Skulk catalysts do not spread skulk anymore on player's death if the keep inventory game rule is set to true. Huh. These are all important because you gotta know what's gonna set off the warden spawning. I know that's right. And the more skulk spreading and all that. I think the reason it wouldn't do it on player's death if you have keep inventory, because you probably don't lose your XP. Yeah, you don't. And to me, it seems like the XP is what's creating that stuff. It definitely seems that way. Skulk catalysts do not get covered in skulk veins anymore if a mob dies on top of them. Skulk Catalyst now blooms when a mob with no experience dies next to it. Skulk Sensors can now also detect bees, chickens, alleys, phantoms, and ender dragons flying. What? That's just ender dragons flying? Okay. I hope not. We better go kill them. 
I, uh, yeah. Skulk sensors can now emit the whole range of redstone signal strengths based on the distance a vibration has been emitted at. Previously, the output was either 1, 15, or even. Skulk sensors no longer detect boats staying still in water. Reduced Skulk Catalyst experience dropped from 20 to 5. Skulk patch features can now be placed on additional block types. All right, they did fix some graphical stuff here. Fixed bug causing FOV to stutter when sprinting while the player has a speed effect applied. With data-driven block tessellation, geometry box pivot base rotation now rotates around the correct pivot point. Fixed x-ray vision when top snow falls on top of players so it now behaves as a solid block when top snow covers players vision. Fixed an issue with RTX on Windows where point lights were unintentionally accumulated for emissive blocks. The toggle perspective hint now shows the player's assignment instead of the default assignment. Saddled Pig's tooltip changed to Ride instead of Mount. Added content warnings for large icons for texture tessellation. Example, objects in hand. Fixed an issue where players were not able to hover over UI elements inside a scroll view if a portion of it fell outside of the view when using mouse plus keyboard on iOS. This was a result of the scroll view autofocusing onto the nearest non-clipped element. Hover text for can place on blocks for items in inventory is now in a consistent order between game saves. Remove the controller settings tab for Oculus. Goat horn sound is now placed in the jukebox slash note blocks sound category in settings. Fix the add server feature not saving IPv6 addresses. Some things for realms here. Updated the realms plus FAQ to clarify that all bedrock platforms can purchase realms plus. Fix an error where creating a new realm would navigate out to the play screen instead of returning to the create new world screen. The realms feed screenshot button is now available for VR platforms. All right, that was all the main stuff in the update. Now, in experimental toggle, they still have that spectator mode that everybody's excited for in Bedrock. Yes. Yeah, let's get on with that a little bit. Little C, you want to go ahead and read these? I want this in like regular game so bad so we can use it for add-ons for like like a uh, replay mod in Bedrock Edition. Yeah, I think it's coming soon. So this is for spectator mode, which, yeah, it, like you said, is under the experimental toggle, which you have to go into settings. Does it disable achievements, have an experimental on? I don't think it does. Don't believe it does. But be careful with that. If it does say it's going to remove achievements and you want them, don't click it. Anytime you're in experimental, anything like that, make sure you have a backup. Yes. Okay, so removed emotes functionality while in spectator mode. Player can now place blocks where spectator is hovering. Players now have their hands back when they are holding a map when they have one item in offhand and one in mainhand. Curious how they held it without hands. That's a funny little thing. That is Which funny. I wonder if they fixed it for actual, like, the person who has that. Because I know when you were holding a map and you had something in your hand, it didn't show your hand with the map. With, like, actual, like, first person. You know, I very rarely ever have a map in my hand on Bedrock. 
That glitch has been there since, like, early day Jericho, and that's the only reason I know. Oh, okay. Spectators' heads are now properly rendered as semi-transparent. Character, creator, head, items, hats, hoods, helmets, etc. are now properly rendered semi-transparent while in spectator mode. Capes and animated back items are no longer rendered while in spectator mode. Spectators can no longer use or get affected by portals. And there you go. All right, that sums it up. So there. this part with the transparent head, that's how it is on Java, and I'm glad they did that because that is nice for in spectator mode. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking really forward to spectator mode stuff. I have played around with it a little bit in even the preview and stuff when it was there. And it's a lot of fun to kind of be able to just fly through the world, right through blocks, and see where the caves are. And it's very beautiful underground. Yeah, it really, it's nice for a video and stuff, like making cinematic stuff, too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, there were a lot of technical updates. Uh, way too many to read here. We're not going to bore you with that. We've already made this a really long show. I know it's really long. But I find this stuff very important to, for you to stay up to date on what the official updates actually are when you're playing Minecraft. And yes, we know it's not as good as when Holy Bookworm read it. Yeah, we know last week Holy Bookworm read Changelogs. She did a great job. Thank you for that, Holy Bookworm. Really appreciate it. We were on vacation. We'll get to that in just a bit. We did have a Bedrock Beta and Preview come out this week also. Now, I'm not going through the whole thing this time, okay? Okay. All right. This was 1.19.30.21. Came out Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. Changes and fixes. Fixed Hoglin and Zoglin hitbox size and hit range to match Java Edition. Changed some structures names in the slash locate command to have underscores. Like in Java Edition, the old names will still work but will not show up in the autocomplete. Added keyboard shortcuts that allow players to copy either their current coordinates or the coordinates of a block. Hey, that's really nice. That's interesting. Like, But yeah, that will be super helpful. Yeah, so it's Control-Alt-C, copy current coordinates. Control-Alt-X, copy coordinates of selected block. Needs the enable copy coordinate UI enabled in creator settings. Iron bars and white glazed terracotta are no longer missing from the creative mode inventory and are once again accessible through commands. Added a retry button to Xbox Cloud Sync prompt. When on fire, the fire overlay no longer clips through held items, and the game no longer crashes when browsing Marketplace. And there were more there. Those are the highlights like we usually do there. Now, what have we been up to, Little C? We got a lot going on. We're going to cover the past two weeks, actually. Yeah, I, I, I'm not covering as much as you are because I knew you were going to cover most of it. Yeah, but you're, you're welcome to... Come in here and comment on it, little C. I will make sure I do. All right. So I've actually been home for two weeks now. Yes, he's been home for two weeks now. Yep. The first week actually went on a mini vacation. We had to change our vacation plans around a little bit, but that's okay. We got to go to Kings Island Amusement Park in Ohio, and we got to go to Columbus, Ohio to their zoo. It was a lot of fun. Both places. They were, and then we made a day on top of that. We went to Ikea. 
I bought myself a fake plant. I'm happy. You got a happy plant. And we went to a mall over there in Columbus, Ohio. That was pretty fun. It was great. Had a lot of time. Did fun stuff with you. Really fun. This past week, my truck has again been in the shop. This time for a recall part. They're still trying to fix, I guess. So I've been without work there. So I'll elongated vacation i guess i you could say that yeah as far as minecraft i've actually been helping holy bookworm clear out a huge section of land she's going to be leading a community event in jericho smp and she needed a big flat area this kind of works out for me too because i'm going to need a lot of wood for my next project and she decided on a birch forest area So I've been chopping a lot of trees down. There is a lot of wood, but I might steal some of it. Hey, now, I need that. But what if I do too? Oh, well, yeah, I guess I can share. No, I get it all. All right. Now, last night, you and I stayed up a little later than usual. That, yeah. I mean, not that late, but yeah, not as late as our five in the morning. That is true. We weren't that crazy with it. Now, we got to hang out in your new office setup. Yeah, it's awesome. It even has a couch for me. Yeah. Very nice. All right, little C. It's your couch. I think we just need like a couch cover or like custom cushions for the couch and just say BS. Like one, like two pillows, one that says B and one that says S. Just make the cushions right under each butt cheek. <laughs> B.S. <laughs> yeah, that works, right? What is this? <laughs> All right, but yeah, well. so I moved around a lot of my office and stuff. So now that I have more space, it's not really more space. It's just, I guess it's kind of like more floor space. But now that I have my computer, it's on my desk now, which looks really cool next to my monitors. And then today, later today, I'm actually getting a monitor mount to mount my monitors. And I got a new boom arm. So, yeah. Yeah, all kinds of cool stuff. All kinds of stuff. Did you have fun at Kings Island Amusement Park? Yes. You made me go on some big rides. Yeah, you didn't get on all of them, though, did you? No, No. I didn't. No, that's okay. We had a lot of fun. We got to see Capybara Capybara at the zoo. I was excited. That was awesome. The zoo was amazing. It really was. Yeah, and then also school started this week, boo. Oh, yeah, you had school. So so now I've been, I'm only uploading twice a week instead of three times a week on my YouTube channel. Yeah, that's okay, though. Hopefully. All right. Now time for listener questions. You did it wrong. That's okay, little C. Let's get into it. Okay. Our first question here comes from Alex. What draws y'all to certain build styles, or do you like to try something new with every build? Well, I am always looking for functionality first and foremost. I do like to make it look good, though, especially the stuff no one ever sees. For example, last season, my double skelly spawner that I did, I took the time to make sure I lined the outside completely with stone bricks, even though... It was deep underground, and nobody's probably going to see it. So that actually is functional. You want to know why? It makes it so if someone's mining and they mine into it, oh, okay, I know that's someone's thing. Yeah, exactly. It does serve a purpose other than beauty, but I knew it was there and right, too. I even take the time on, like, the corner of the square. I fill that in, too. Why? Just because I can. 
I am not really dedicated to any one style, really. I kind of build on the fly and make it look really ugly, or I follow a tutorial. Sometimes those are ugly, too. I'm just not that creative kind of guy. I like to build a lot of different styles, but most of the time, the builds that you will see me doing are modern or medieval. Like, modern houses or, like, city build kind of stuff, or I'll have, like, medieval, which is what I do a lot. Now, sometimes I'll do just the basic Minecraft style, your oak, planks, cobble, and, like, stone brick, that kind of style also. But that kind of falls into medieval almost. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody's got their style, and there's not a right or wrong way to play. But I definitely like to make a lot of small builds. I know you like to do, like, one big ugly build. I like to have a lot of small pretty builds all together to make one big ugly build. Yeah, kind of like a village or uh, town, a town, city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You like a bunch of little stuff to come together as one. For sure. All right. Our other question this week came from Ghostly. This one's for BS. Hey, that's me. Hey, that is you. I know you are a truck driver. How does that affect coding mods, textures, and just playing in general? I can't answer this. I'm not bearded sloth. You're not, but you could comment on what you think. I think what you're going to say is time and balancing, like, family time with playing Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yes, I am a truck driver, and it directly affects many aspects of playing, coding, managing the server, and all the things like that. On one aspect, I am not confined in an office and can set my own schedule as far as work goes. On the other hand, I work very long days, like up to 14 hours a day. I still find time to do things like I like, such as these things. Biggest thing is since I'm gone from home all week, I tend to focus on the family more on the weekends than Minecraft, which I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I I, I prefer Minecraft. I believe that's the good thing, right? Yeah, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. All right, yeah, that's kind of my answer. I try to balance it. Sometimes I lean one way or the other. There's so much more I would love to do with Minecraft that I simply put aside because I do value other things in life a little bit more, believe it or not. I don't believe it. This is <laughs> false information. <laughs> All right, little C. Now for everyone's favorite part of the show, Holy Bookworms Joke of the Week. Why can't dogs work the TV remote? Because they always hit the pause button. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's pretty funny. That is funny. And just in case you didn't get it, pause, P-A-W-S. As in like the pause as in dog hands. Yes. Dog hands. All right. Oh. Now we're over explaining. We took the joke nope, all no away. No more fun. All right, Little C, great show. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I mean, thank you for being here because without you, I wouldn't know how to turn a microphone on. Yeah, you wouldn't know how to do this setup in the studio. Thank you, listeners, for being here. You're really a big part of this show and why we do it. Thanks for the continued support. Check out the Block Party podcast links, our Bedrock add-on packs, Jericho SMP info, our YouTube channel, other social media, merch store, all of our affiliates, and how you can support us directly at theblockparty.webador.com. Thank you for being here. We truly appreciate it. Be sure to send us your questions via the Discord. I am Bearded Sloth. BS out. I'm Little C, and goodbye, everyone.